Now, speaking of working together, I said to Premier Ford, who graciously called me tonight, and, and his, and his um, minister, Steve Clark, called me and he said, we look forward to working together. Yes. We look forward to finding common ground, right? Because I know we both believe in this people of this city. There you go. Doesn't surprise me that uh, Premier Ford pivoted and did so pretty quickly, sending Olivia Chow a note of congratulations. I mean, look, his bark is always worse than his bite. And certainly it's obvious that uh, Doug Ford wanted Mark Sanders, uh, Saunders in the uh, mayor's chair. He does have to work with Olivia Chow, unless he, of course, wants to do something really crazy and use uh, the powers of the province and just take over the city of Toronto, which... Uh, I don't know. Crazier things have happened, but I don't think it's likely. So what happens now? Okay, Olivia Chow's first official day in office is July 12th, although, look, you don't get to sleep in on the first day back, which is probably why I'll never run, is because, like, who can't, who is not exhausted today, right? But no, Olivia Chow got out of bed probably around 4 a.m. this morning and doing media rounds. She's got a series of meetings here at City Hall this morning and uh, throughout the day, and she'll be visiting with us at 1120. And then she's got to do all sorts of things like fill executive roles, a deputy mayor roles, a budget chief. Um, you know, she's going to put her own people into the positions around her to build her own legacy. So let me bring in Meyer Simiatiki, uh, Professor Emeritus over at uh, Politics at Toronto Metropolitan University. Thanks so much, Professor, for joining us. Good to be with you, Alex. All righty, we got a new mayor and a new vision for the city of Toronto. Um, when do we actually start to see, like, what's the role of how quickly we kind of get into business? Because we got a lot to do and a lot of time's been wasted. Well, I think uh, that uh, things are going to change and move pretty quickly. As you um, uh, stated just now, uh, there's a new leadership team, almost the equivalent of a cabinet, if you think of it in uh, federal and provincial terms, mm. that uh, Mayor-elect um, uh, Olivia Chow has to uh, put together now. So we'll see some new faces designated for key leadership roles on city council. But I think even more than that, I think Olivia Chow will want to, right out of the gate, demonstrate that uh, hers is uh, an administration that wants to make tangible changes and uh, uh, heed the signals that she heard from uh, residents of the city that there's a lot that needs fixing in this city. So it'll likely start off with some, you might call them relatively small items, unless you're really strongly affected by those yeah those services, in which case, like, they matter a lot. So, you know, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, bringing back transit service to the level it was before the cuts, whether it's restoring uh, 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 full seven-day access to libraries, I imagine that she will be picking her spots and wanting to demonstrate that this is a uh, change administration and it wants to show that it can deliver. Yeah, and, and there's no question she's going to want to bring change. Her base is going to want to bring change. But I do think unless she uses these electoral powers, which she said that she would not use, the strong mayor powers, uh, they may want change faster than she can bring in because ultimately she's still going to have to have people around her to get the vote through, get it done. So she you know, she wants to tear down the gardener. It's a massive, massive promise to make, and it's got a lot of consequences. It's easier to say than do. And so 
she's going to have difficulty, I think, getting stuff done as quickly as some would like her to do. Yeah, I think, you know, she'll be busy on, on, on at least two fronts strategically. One is um, uh, getting support and constructive collaboration from the other members of council. And, and you know, that's not to be underestimated. Uh, you know, the, the uh, lay of the land on city council in terms of who was elected in the last October um, municipal general election, mm-hmm. you know, it tilted kind of center right. Like it, 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 it's not a natural coalition for Olivia Chow. But on the other hand, all of those members of council know that every candidate who ran for election was basically running against John Tory's legacy. Everyone was saying things are broken, things need fixing. Olivia Chow has a mandate now. Olivia Chow also has some uh, carrots to distribute among members of council, whether it's getting onto the committee you want, whether yeah. it's chairing a committee, whether it's on being an agency board and commission. So there are levers that, that Olivia Chow can, can, can pull and exercise to try to win over the support of council. And it's going to be really important that the other members of council not obstruct, and I don't think they will. I think they recognize that changes in the offing it's a positive thing that Premier Ford has signaled he's ready to collaborate. It's a positive thing that previous Mayor Tory has wished Olivia Chow well. This is not the United States. This is not where somebody has woken up the day after and said the election has been stolen, <laughs> which, of course, did not happen last night. Rather, this is a rallying behind the duly elected mayor to try to make things better for Torontonians. And I think we're going to see that. And I think we're going to see that tone play out. Yeah. The other thing, though, is, um, you know, voter turnout, it went up slightly to about 40 percent. That's still pretty bad. I'm not going to mince words. It's awful. Um, well, hey, you know, well, she, let me just jump in yeah, and say, okay. yeah, it's bad, but it's 10 percent higher than what yeah. we had six months ago. So this is a big, significant step forward in, let's call it inclement weather that we had <laughs> yesterday. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, we're on the rebound in terms of people's engagement, connection with uh, the city and city government. Uh, uh, I think the jump up of almost 10% in voter turnout is, is significant. Yeah, and I also think Anna Bylaw's showing also pretty significant because, uh, you know, other than that, that Vance poll, which clearly Olivia Chow supporters came out to vote, which tells you how important it is to get out to the vote. Um, I mean, when they put that advanced polling in or the, the votes from it, we saw a big uh, push from a Chow, but Bylaw actually had a better showing than what we were expecting. Yeah, I think what finally happened was that uh, one of the chasers distinguish themselves from the rest mm. of the pack in trying to make up ground on Olivia Chow. Pre, b- before literally the last days of the campaign, it looked like there were six or seven candidates who were back in the field and not one of them could kind of break out and be a magnetic draw for for uh, uh, other supporters of other candidates. That happened in the last days of the election campaign. And so, yes, uh, um, and a bylaw uh, made it a much more competitive race mm-hmm. than than uh, uh, we were anticipating. Buckle up, going to be an interesting period of time. Very much appreciate you breaking it down. Have a great day. Thank you, Professor. Happy to be with you. There you go. That's uh, Professor Meyer uh, Simiatiki over at uh, Toronto Metropolitan University, which will always be known to Ryerson to me, always.